Welcome to Positive Productivity, episode 178. Today's episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast is brought to you by the Positive Productivity Pod, created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success without burnout. The pod offers weekly group coaching sessions, online courses, a private member community, and tons more. To learn more about the pod and to sign up, visit PositiveProductivityPod.com. See you on the inside. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. I am so happy you are here to join us today, and I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Jackie Latran. Jackie is an author and speaker, the owner of A Healed Mind, and the host of the upcoming podcast, Stop the Bully Within. Jackie, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so excited to talk with you today. Oh, and me as well. Jackie, can you share a little bit about your background and just fill the listeners in on where you came from and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, most definitely. I started when I was 23 years old as a nurse practitioner. And so for a long time, what I did was prescribe medication for clients or patients, I guess at that time, for patients with anxiety and depression. And my specialty was teenagers. So I was seeing these same teenagers year in, year out for the medication refills and for increasing their dosage or adding a second or a third medication. And I was getting really, really disenchanted with the whole system because I went into medicine medicine to help people, to help people get better. And I wasn't seeing that. And so I got really, um, actually, I felt very responsible for my patients not getting better. I almost felt like I gave them this life sentence when I diagnosed them with, you know, whatever diagnosis I gave them. And I felt a bit depressed about the situation. So I started looking for alternative options. You know, what else can I do? How else can I help my patients actually be better and not just being masked by taking these pills? And so I started looking for different ways. And when I first started um, researching holistic options like hypnotherapy and NLP and other things, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. You know, only crazy woo-woo people do this. There's no way that this would work. And um, I had an opportunity to be a demo client. And I'm like, you know what? I want to try it. I I don't believe in this. I think this is insane, but I'm going to give it a go and see what I think. And so I allow myself to be a really good demo person And I was blown away. I was just like, I cannot believe that it worked. I don't know how it works. I just know I want it more. So I started. Were you hypnotized? No, it was actually EFT, something I've never, ever heard of. It's called a Stanford Emotional Freedom Technique. Um, Another name for that people might be more familiar with is tapping. And so it's really about block energy, block emotions and using your fingers, tapping along the meridians within your body to release these energies. And when I first saw it, I'm like, yeah, BS, you know, this is this is crazy. It can't work. And um, the first time I had experience on me, it was actually a headache. I had this huge headache because actually I was watching I was watching my mentor, my physician mentor do this on his patients. And I'm like, I cannot believe I wasted a whole day mentoring with this guy. 
and he's doing these crazy things. And I had this huge headache. And he said, you know what? Do you have a headache, Jackie? And I say, yes. And I extended my hand out expecting a pill. And he said, hop on my table. I'm going to show you what that is really like. And he's asking me these questions. He's tapping on my face. He's tapping on my chest. And I'm crying like crazy. And at that time in my life, I was not a crier. And my headache went away instantly. And I was just like, holy cow, I don't know what that was. I want more. And so I started training. I trained a lot. And in 2010, at the end of 2010, I actually walked away from my medical practices and started my holistic practice. I, okay, let me, let me get that brain fart under wrap. (laughs) I have to admit, I am a skeptic for EFT. And I've had numerous people, including numerous clients, tell me, oh, you should try it. And here's exactly how to do it. But perhaps it's just all the kids around here. I mean, I never, yes, I could take time during the day to give myself that time to actually learn and and do it. It's just I've never done it. So hearing you talk about it continues to blow my mind. (laughs) But I think I really need to just experience it myself. You know, I do recommend the first time you experience it is um, actually going to someone who, you know, have an expertise in it. There are so many videos on there and I've watched a a bunch of them and they're so basic that it may shift a little bit, but when you can work with someone who understands the subconscious mind, you can get to the root really quickly. Everything changes because I have a lot of clients who have, you know, who've done EFT in the past with other practitioners and they're like, oh no, I hate that thing. It, it just didn't work. And I asked them, you know, would you be just willing to try it with me for the next 10 minutes? And at the end of 10 minutes, we can definitely move on to a different method. But this is something I love so much because I've seen amazing results. And, you know, they trust me enough to say, okay, let's, let's give it 10 minutes. And after the 10 minutes, they're like, can we do more? Wow, that's amazing. I'd love to hear more about hypnotherapy as well. Yeah. So in my practice, especially in my practice, Healing Minds, I use five different modalities to help people. And every one of my sessions are really individualistic to the person's needs. And so the methods I use, EFT, the one we mentioned, I use hypnotherapy, I use NLP, I use timeline, and I do life coaching. So it's a combination of all of that to really help the clients to move forward. And hypnotherapy is something that I definitely do. And it's really about relaxing that person and allowing that person to access what's already within them, helping them to pull it out. Because the way that, you know, things work, it's really all about our minds, right? And mainly our subconscious mind. If you can shift things within the subconscious mind, it becomes more automatic. So imagine you want to create something. Let's say you want to be, you know, create this, I don't know, the next great iPhone. In order for you to create that iPhone, you have to think about it and you have to think about the different details details and you have to get really excited about it because if you think about creating the new iPhone or something similar and you're like, you know what, that's such a stupid idea. It's not going to work. Why am I wasting my time? Well, you're not going to invest your time. You're not going to invest your energy or your money to try to create this product. Same with creating things for ourselves within our lives. So if you have absolutely no confidence in yourself, the thoughts that you normally have would be, you know what, I'm not confident. There's no way I can do that thing. I'm going to fail. So why would I try? But in hypnosis, you get to shut down that conscious, logical mind and goes into the subconscious mind. And if you can imagine yourself being super confident, going after what you want with courage, with, you know, with, with excitement. And if you can imagine that multiple times, all of a sudden, when you think about it, you get kind of excited. So you open up that big door for yourself to walk through. If you can imagine in your mind and feel good about it, you can bring it into your reality. I think I need a real life exposure to hypnotherapy as well, because... <laughs> 
my exposure, this is so embarrassing, has been <laughs> Hollywood exposure. I mean, shallow hell. Okay. He, he gets hypnotized, I think, by Tony Robbins, although I don't know if it's actually Tony Robbins playing himself in the movie. Have you seen mm-hmm. it? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's just so Hollywoodized. Is that the, I think I just made up a word. <laughs> it's really not a great representation of what it can do for us. And then another Hollywood representation, Goodwill Hunting, where um, he's laying on a couch and they're trying to get him into therapy, but he's just so cynical about it that he starts playing with a therapist and <laughs> pretends right. he's in trance and and just is not. Right. However, I mean, I'm in the middle of Cornfields, Ohio. I think I just need to get out there. And sometimes it's an excuse many of us use. I'm sure there's people who specialize in EFT and hypnotherapy within 20, 30 minutes of me tops. And if it's worth that much, if it can do that much for me, then why aren't, why aren't I investigating? Right, right. No, it makes a lot of sense, you know. And a lot of this is the fear, right? Fear of the unknown. I'm going to invest all of this money and what if it doesn't work? Right, exactly. Jackie, yes. In 2014, you founded Teen Confidence Academy. Could you tell us how that came to be? Yes. Um, so I've always loved working in adolescent health, even as a nurse practitioner. You know, I've spent the first two years in my practice doing general care just to get a good foundation. And then I move into adolescent health and I stay in adolescent health the whole time. And then in 2010, I started my um, Healing Minds practice. And when I moved to California and started pra- that practice, I told myself I was done with teenagers. You know, I'm like, I served them. I did my thing. It's fantastic. But now I'm ready to go with the money is. I'm in Orange County, California. There's lots of money and I want to chase the money for a moment. And so I did. I started Healing Minds and it's doing fantastic. And I thought I was going to retire with that. And then I went to a seminar and I recommend don't ever go to a seminar unless you want to change everything about your life. And so I was in the seminar and the person that was leading it, he says, all right, let's go through this exercise. Just close your eyes and imagine you are the happiest you've ever been. What are you doing? Who are you with? You know, just bring it all in. And before I close my eyes, I'm like, oh, easy. I'm on vacation. I'm scuba diving somewhere exotic. Duh, right? I closed my eyes and all I saw were teenage girls sitting around me and I'm speaking to them. And I was like, no, get out of my mind. Get out of my head. I'm done with you. A week later, I started Teen Confidence Academy. Where do you think that came from? It's my heart. It's my passion. I was chasing the money because I thought, you know, I'm in Orange County. I have this new life and I have to keep up with, you know, everybody else in Orange County. And so I was doing something that um, was not as authentic to me. I love my my clients within Healing Minds. Um, but at first I was chasing a particular type of clients and I was chasing divorcees. Because I'm like, you know, Orange County, there's tons of people getting divorced all the time and it's big money there. And doing divorce support for women, I can really make a huge amount of money. My focus back then was money and I'm not ashamed to mention it now. But so I was doing something that was, you know, very unauthentic to who I am. And the authentic part of me, my passion is always teens. And so... So it was masked for a while, for you know, four years, but it was always within me. And then once I reconnected to them, like I have to do it, I have to go for it, and it's been awesome. Isn't it amazing how the shift from chasing income to chasing impact can not only make the lives of those that we're impacting better, but our lives as well? Oh, most definitely. I am so happy when I'm being true to myself and doing what I want to do. So in the work that I get to do, I don't feel like it's working. It's playtime. Yes, I can completely relate. And now. 
now you're shifting from not just teens, but into adults. I'd love for you to share that transition with us as well. Most definitely. So the Healing Mind practice, you know, not talking about the divorce support part of it, the the Healing Minds part of it is something I still have right now. I'm still running that company. And that is for anyone 10 years old and over. And the bulk of my clients are maybe 60% women, 40% men, and they are in their mid-30s to probably late 40s. That's pretty much my clientele. And these clients have um, low confidence. They're anxious clients. They're depressed clients. Those are the three things I see the most. And along with my teen clients from Teen Confidence Academy, the thing that I see in common with all of my clients, you know, no matter why they suck and they, they seek me out for care in the beginning, is that they are their biggest bully. They are the one that's holding themselves back with the negative self-talk, with the you're not good enough, don't do that thing, you're going to fail anyway. And so it kind of came full circle for me after working with so many clients and realizing there is that pattern. And if I focus on that pattern, I can make a bigger impact than what I'm doing right now. Did you struggle with confidence yourself? Oh, big time. (laughs) Um, And I, I struggle being, you know, one of those very difficult teenagers and growing up if, you know, they had an award in school for the most likely to fail, that would have been me. I would have totally won that award hands down. I had no confidence. I hated myself. I hated my life. And I thought I was a complete loser. And those were the words I was saying to myself. I mean, that's how I bully myself, right? And I believed that. And I became so angry because I thought I was, you know, it's me against the world. Everybody hates me. I'm inferior to everybody else. And so I walk around with this big chip on my shoulder and I started acting out. I was so angry. I started acting out. And by the time I was 16, I dropped out of high school. I got on welfare because I I was now pregnant with, you know, soon to have this baby when I was 16 years old. So I definitely know what it feels like to be that big bully to myself. I know what it feels like to have absolutely no confidence, um, no self-love. But I also know what it feels like when you let that all go and really embrace the beauty that is you. Everything changes. I specifically remember in high school walking down the hall, purposely staring at the ground so I wouldn't have to look at other people. And have I, I just didn't want to know how they were looking at me. Right. Because I I was certain that they were all judging me. And I remember, I don't know why I ran for the office. There was some office of student council that I ran for my junior year of high school. And I was so not confident getting behind the microphone to give my speech that my voice was shaking the whole time. And I sounded like I was crying. Oh, I wasn't even even in front of people like I was in an office giving my speech over the PA. Right. But if you think about it, if you think about what was going on back then, think about the words you said to yourself. You were a big bully to yourself, weren't you? You made yourself cry. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, I had great friends, but I really can't remember what I was telling myself. But I do remember I didn't want to know what everybody else was thinking. Right. And the thing is, you know, I'm sure at this age, you now know, is that all those judgment that you feel were coming from other people were your judgment against yourself. And they were just being projected outwards. And it made you feel so uncomfortable and make you feel like, you know, you're inferior that you better just, you know, shut up and look down at the ground and don't make eye contact. Oh, absolutely. And I shared with you in our pre-chat chat that when I opened my doors for my business five years ago, I was charging $8 an hour. And that was because I had, even then I was struggling with confidence. I thought I was competing against people overseas right? for, for my work. And I had been working in the corporate world for, let me think, almost 15 years. I had been using a, a lot of great systems. They're not the systems I use today by any means. 
but there was no reason for me to be charging $8 an hour. But I thought I had to compete with overseas and that I had a lot to prove and that I would never get a job if I charged more or a client if I charged more. That was a long up, uphill three-year battle. Right. And that, at that moment, you did not feel good about yourself. You did not feel confident in yourself. You didn't feel confident in your abilities. And so you shortchanged yourself. But once you decide to let that go and really step into you, your business model changed big time, didn't it? Oh, absolutely changed. <laughs> absolutely. And listeners, if you're struggling with this type of thing, you definitely have to look into a coach, a confidence coach or a business coach or just a mentor that you can talk to to help you get out of this because there is no reason why you should be doubting your confidence at all. I would love, Jackie, if you would talk about your podcast that you're launching. I know it won't be out as of the date that this episode is released, but I think it's really important that listeners hear about it. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. So the podcast name is called Stop the Bully Within. And again, it, it came about because of I see the same pattern with all of my clients. And if we all were to be honest with ourselves, we are our biggest bullies, if, even though you know, you might have been bullied in the past, even though you might be bullied right now, none of that would matter until you start saying those same words to yourself. I mean, like, I feel so good about myself. I feel so confident in myself. So if Kim were to tell me, you know what, Jackie, you're terrible and blah, 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 blah. And she calls me a name. I would laugh. I wouldn't internalize that. And I wouldn't go, oh, my gosh, I'm nobody. You know, I don't deserve anything. So it's that voice, that voice that we talk to ourselves is what's really holding us back. So, you know, there's a lot of things out there right now about anti-bullies, bully awareness and all that. And it's absolutely fantastic. And I think it's super important for that to be there. But a lot of people, when they think about a bully, they think about somebody else outside of them. They think about this is, a, you know, a big, bad person who's out to hurt them. Right. But they forget that they do this all the time, because think about all the times you call yourself names where you fell at something and, you know, you, you're calling yourself a loser or you're saying you're so stupid or you're not worth anything, would you say that to someone you love? Or even would you say that to a stranger? You know, you witness a stranger failing. Would you go up to that stranger and say, you're a total failure? You absolutely wouldn't. And yet you say that to yourself and you accept it from yourself over and over again. So my big goal with the podcast is to really bring awareness to the damages that we are doing to our self-esteem, to our self-worth, and also to give tools and techniques out there to how you can stop this pattern and really transform that inner critic into your best friend. I think though that you may be touching upon another topic too. I'm putting, I'm not putting words into your mouth, but I'm just thinking about bullies who are bullying other people. Mm -hmm. I've heard so many times and I can see it actually with people that I've known and people that I still know today that often the bullies who are bullying other people are battling themselves as well. So by taking care of ourselves, we can stop with the aggressive or passive aggressive behavior toward other people and not just improve our relationship with ourselves, but improve our relationships with other people. Right. I mean, even outside of the income versus impact, just the whole level of communication and the quality of relationship. I mean, for marriage counseling too, it would be great if we just were able to, and I'm not talking about we're meaning my husband and I, but I'm thinking about my past marriage. If we could have just addressed the personal struggles that we were having with ourselves, who knows where it would have gone. Actually, I don't want to know because I love my marriage now. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome add to the end of that. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, uh, going back to what you're saying about, you know, um, bullies are hurting themselves. Yeah, you've heard that statement, I'm sure hurt people hurt, right? And I mentioned a while ago when I was a teenager, I was really angry and I started acting out. Well, one of the ways I acted out was bullying other people. Anytime I needed attention, anytime I needed to feel like I was important or big or somehow, you know, not inferior to other people, that's what I would do. I would pick fight. I would, you know, look for the victim. I would look for the person that looked very unconfident and I would pick a fight. And and in high school, I don't know what your high school was like, but in my high school, you know, when you get into a fight, people cheer for you. They rally around you and yeah, and they high five you. And all of a sudden in that moment, you feel like, oh my gosh, I belong and everybody loves me. And when I first started, you know, getting into fights, that's what I thought is when I'm this way, I deserve love when I'm this way. I'm so lovable. And I didn't realize, you know, that they were rallying, you know, with me and all of that because they wanted a show, right? It was entertainment. It was pure entertainment, nothing more than that. And so when I was bullying other people, it was definitely not what I wanted to do. I wanted the attention, but I didn't want to hurt other people. It wasn't being authentic to who I was. So with everybody I hurt, I hurt myself even more. I became more depressed. I became, you know, more anxious. And at one time in my life, I was thinking about suicide because I just really, really dislike who I was becoming. You just brought up something really interesting to me because one of the people who bullied me in high school, I do, he did actually become suicidal and he shared his journey on social media and he was suicidal. He had a a bout of Uh, or he became an alcoholic in his 20s and he just had to come to grips with who he was and even forgive himself. How much has forgiveness played into helping you become who you are today? It is huge. It is, you know, um, I have a new book coming out um, mid-November and it's called Unleash Your Inner Superpowers. And forgiveness is one of those inner superpowers I mentioned because we are all born with the capacity to forgive, but we don't always know how to forgive. We are afraid to forgive. And most of us don't recognize that we need to forgive ourselves. But it's those judgments, you know, that really hold us back. It's those judgments that cause us to be that big bully within or even towards other people. But when you forgive yourself, you know, for things you've done in the past or any perceived flaws you might have, all of a sudden you accept yourself a lot more. You start feeling better about yourself. And rather than just reacting, you have this space, this moment to think about what's going on and to make decisions on what's best for you, what's best for the people involved. And that does take forgiveness. Would you mind sharing one of your other tools or tips from your book? And no listeners, I still want you to go buy the book. (laughs) Yes, uh, it, it works together, right? Because, you know, just having the one tip alone can help. But if you really want to work on resolving this, um, you need as many tools as you can. You know, you need the right tools. And so the book is called Unleash Your Inner Superpowers. And the subtitle is To Destroy Your Fear and Self-Doubt. So we have so many um, inner superpowers. But the one that I wrote about in this book helps specifically to destroy fear and self-doubt. And I think the most important of the inner superpower is words. You know, I've mentioned it a few times um, during this this interview. It's the words that we use to ourselves is so damaging because if you walk around and you think, I can't do that, I can't do that, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, that, you know, those words create your reality. 
And I go into much deeper about how the words do that and how your subconscious mind pick up your commands and deliver them to you. So a brief look at that. You want to look at your subconscious mind as like your little assistant, right? Your assistant is with you 24-7, always waiting for a command from you. And any command you give, your assistant is like, yes, boss gave me that command and I'm going to be the best employee ever. I'm going to make that command comes to life. But here's the problem. Everything you say, everything you feel is a direct command to your subconscious mind. This is the experience I want. Give me more of this. So if you walk around saying, you know what? I'm a loser. Your subconscious mind will hear, oh, boss wants to be a loser. Boss wants the experience of being a loser. So your subconscious mind will scan your environment. Anything that matched that belief, you will be hyper aware of that. So when you're acting like a loser in your mind, you are going to be so hyper aware. But I guarantee you, you don't act like a loser that much. You are more neutral and you are more good than when you are being a loser in your mind. But the moment that you're being a loser, you become hyper aware. The moment that you're being neutral or good, it doesn't register anywhere. So if you have that belief system of I'm a loser and you want to work on that, you want to change those words. You want to change it to something highly positive. So if I feel like I'm a loser and I want to be a winner, that's what I'm going to be working on. I'm going to be work on, working on affirmations surrounding that. And at first going straight from I'm a loser to I'm a winner might sound, you know, way too far-fetched and this is not real. You can soften it up. You can create multiple affirmations to start leading you down the road into believing more and more in yourself and in your abilities. Listeners, you've already heard me mention multiple times how this year I've been reading The Power of I Am by Joel Osteen. And I, I created my own I Am list, which, which is my 26 affirmations. I go through each letter of the alphabet and it's been amazing amazingly powerful for me. Jackie, just six months before I launched the podcast, I was going through my own I'm I'm a loser. There is a, a really intelligent and super successful entrepreneur out there, Camera Luna, who who just does great. Every time she launches a product, you know people are, are buying it and you can see how she's doing. And I couldn't figure out for the life of me why anytime I launched a product, I couldn't even get a sale, period. Mm -hmm. So I was convinced it was because I was a loser. And maybe, <laughs> this is ridiculous, maybe I need to cut <laughs> all my hair off and dye it purple. And I voiced it to my husband. I was like, what do I need to do? <laughs> Cut my hair and dye it turquoise and you know, maybe then I'll get the attention that I need because but that's not me. And I opened up one day to a close friend and she said, Kim, you are Kim. You're not Kimra. <laughs> so, you know, those products that she's selling, you're not supposed to be selling. You need to find your voice and make your own impact. And that's when it was July of 2016. That's when everything started turning around. I realized, oh my gosh, you're right. I was creating all these products that I was totally not passionate about because I didn't have the confidence to come up with my own. And it was so sad. Like I, I hated my job. I hated it. I had anxiety every day the second my feet hit the floor and I was depressed and I don't think I've even shared on the podcast how how recent before the podcast launched I had been even contemplating suicide. It was within six months before just because I was so ready to give up because nothing was working. Well, I am so glad that you changed your mind on that. Thank you so much. And so am I because it when I realized that and when I did my own research and studying and 
it's like my my eyes got open to a whole nother world and a whole nother world of possibilities as well as all the other people who were dealing with the same thing and you and I had a a little pre-chat chat just that ability to become authentic I mean I would have never dreamed before that period of actually sharing how how during my first Skype interview you know my cats (laughs) did it right behind me on screen you know or uh, the day that we're recording this I just shared I just released a podcast episode about how I was interviewing a prospective business coach from the McDonald's drive-thru because my business planning (laughs) has not been totally successful lately but that's just reality and yeah I've realized that I can be so confident in authenticity and and it's it's going to turn off people and that's fine they're not the people that I either should be working with or should even be associating with but somewhere out there our confidence is going to appeal to the person who needs us most in their lives. Exactly. And not just the confidence, you know, being really authentic, right? Absolutely. Authenticity is another inner superpower. I mean, like when you really tap into your truth and you can express your truth, things change because you don't have to try to figure out, all right, who do I need to be for that person? Who do, who do I need to be to earn that person's business? You are just you. You are being your truth. You are loving yourself. And when you have that feeling about yourself and you're, you're shining that feeling outside, people can't help but be attracted to that. And you're going to attract the people that need to hear your message the way that you present that message. Because I can say the exact same thing you do and not reach those people. People need to hear your authentic voice. Exactly. So listeners know I'm not volunteering my five kids to you so you can try to live in my, <laughs> in my <laughs> shoes for a day and, and be in my authentic voice. You need to find your own. Yes. <laughs> Jackie, this has been an incredible conversation. I have loved every moment of it. So thank you so much for being here. Where can listeners find you online and and connect with you? Oh, and by the way, listeners, you can find all the show notes. You can find all the links that Jackie's about to share with us on the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP178. So I love having this conversation with you. It's been a lot of fun just sharing, you know, my journey and my belief system with you. Um, listeners, if you're interested in connect with, connecting with me, I would love to connect with you. The easiest way to get a hold of me is on my website, which is JackieLatran.com and that's J-A-C-Q-U-I-L-E-T-R-A-N.com and like Kim said it'll be there'll be a link in the show notes and I'm also um, I would love to invite you into my Facebook group for my podcast the podcast won't launch until January 18th of next year but I'm already starting work within the Facebook group and I'm doing a Facebook live every single week where I'm going to start sharing about my journey I'm going to start sharing tools and techniques on how you can stop that bully within and just really transform that inner critic into your best friend. So it's facebook.com forward slash stop the bully within. Listeners, for all the reasons that we've already talked about and all the great subject matter that Jackie is talking about, you definitely have to check out the Facebook lives. But I also have to give a plug for her awesome cat ear microphone. <laughs> and if you join my Facebook group, you'll see it. Exactly. That's, that's your bonus. <laughs> yep. And again, the show notes will be at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP178. Jackie, thank you so much again. Do you have a last piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners before we go? Yes, I do. So, you know, um, I've, I've been focusing a lot on that bully with and one of the ways I was able to start transforming my inner bully 
way was with kindness. Kindness to yourself is so important. So one of the things I would love for you to challenge yourself to do is when you hear yourself having those kind of negative conversations with yourself, just pause for a moment and just imagine the person you love the most just share that experience with you. And what would you say to them? You know, whatever it is that you would say to the person you love most in that particular circumstance, say those words to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Treat yourself the same way you would treat someone you love the most. Thank you.